You are now listening to the Derek's Mega Bowl Podcast. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. It's my quarterback. You play to win the game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. With your host, Derek Hubbard, Eric Barsh, and Jake Smith. What's up, Mega Bowlers? Welcome to the Derek's Mega Bowl podcast. This is episode 10. We have reached double digits on our podcast. Kind of crazy <clears throat> that we are at this point. I am ho- your host, Derek Hubbard, alongside of me. We have the tag team of the Ophers, Jake Smith and Eric Arsh. Week four is in the books. And to you guys, week four was not kind. Week four was bad to me as well. A lot of injuries, a lot of major injuries. We can talk about that here in a little bit. We have another fun episode planned for you guys. We'll do our rapid fire. We'll do the good, bad, the ugly for week four. And then we will get into week five, talk about our love-hate players and also our favorite divisional matchups. But before we get into that, let's say hi to Eric and Jake. Boys, how are you guys? Are you guys still surviving in the Mega Bowl? No, pretty much out of the mega bowl. Um, yeah. I'm about, I am about to go on my four win win streak here. Um, I don't know if it's going to be enough, but yeah, I'm about to win four in a row. Just so you guys all know. You have a big matchup this week. I don't know if you've looked ahead at who you play. I, I did. That's it's Let's pretty much spoil it, win this week. Let's it's not Mac spoil win. it yet. Okay. Because that is my matchup of the week in the Backstreet Boys division. But it's an automatic win for me. I don't know how you feel, Jake, but like when we first started doing these podcasts prior to the season, they were a lot of fun and they actually aren't as fun. Like week one wasn't very fun. Week two wasn't very fun. And it's getting worse and worse. Losing takes it is putting a damper on the Mega Bowl podcast for me. I'm trying to forget I'm actually playing in the league. I'm trying to act (laughs) like, like somebody else's league and I'm just like helping them set a lineup and it's really not working. I believe it or not. I, I or not. I am in other leagues, but believe it or not, I am doing better in those leagues than I am this league. So uh, it, it is keeping me interested in what's going on in the fantasy world. But in terms of mega bowl, if I was in the podcast, I probably wouldn't even pay attention to it anymore, to be honest with you. <laughs> We're only four weeks in. I mean, I know I mean, I'm about to go on a four one streak. All right, put right. me yeah. put me back at five hundred. Be right in the thick of things. I never thought I'd compare my fantasy team to the Chicago Bears, <laughs> but my bear or my fantasy team and your Chicago Bears are the two worst two and two teams in the league. I've lost two straight, and I am by far. I have barely cracked hundred points the last two weeks. It has been terrible. That's a low you blow, Derek. I, I mean, I've reached 100. I've Last week, I got 116. Yeah, it's just been rough. They've been two gimmies. I mean, my opponent hasn't scored very many points either, and I have just came up short. Yeah. I deserve to well, lose. Your, t- your, team, your team is good. Your team is good. Um, <clears throat> okay. It's, it's just that I, I, think, I think your team is good. It's just that Jonathan Taylor is scoring less than 10 points when you draft him number one overall. I mean, when you're drafting someone that high, you should be getting 18, 20 points a week. 
right. minus an injury, which yep, he's not getting. Too. He's just not producing. I, but yep. that's what you're expecting. Like, if I played somebody that drafted someone number one overall, I'd be like, yep, that's 18, 20 points at least. Yep. Jonathan Taylor has killed me, and then the uh, Javante Williams injury was a whole kick in the nuts for me. I'm in trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't have yeah, any, any in my league, there. so. It's all right. All right. We have seven left that remain unbeaten, and we still have 11 winless teams, which include the likes of Jake Smith and Eric Barsh. Also, the Ames brothers, Alex and Tyler. And my favorite, my brother, is still winless. Do you How have many winless good? teams are there? There are 11 winless teams. 11. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Mike Vondra so, won high points of the week. He scored 195.70 points, representing the NSYNC division. Tyler that's Daughtry, my guy. that's, my that's guy. your guy. And Tyler yep. Daughtry, who was, after week three in last place, still owns last place. After I think it's three. it's Daughtry, right? Daughtry? Doherty. 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 Not Daughtry. Daughtry is the, the, the singer. If well, I'm saying it right, he won the the guy. Doctor is the one that won the Mass Singer a couple years ago. Right. Yeah. You guys, are, watch that. Sure. You're a big fan of him, I heard. Big Mass Singer fan. Either way, Tyler's probably gonna be taking home that license plate. His team is bad. Well, either Tyler Dordery or however you say his last name, or Tyler Ames. There is Dordery. a good that Dordery. All right, power rankings. Here's our top ten. We have a new person sitting in the top spot. This guy finished undefeated in season one, and then he happened to, happened to run into me in the playoffs, and I took him down. This is Nate Rundy, our new leader. We have Wade Sheckler at two, Brett Adams at three, Mike Clements, who was number one last week. Actually, the previous two weeks, he dropped down to number four. Nate Wedig, five, Todd Miller at six, Jerry Vesperman now entering the top ten at number seven. Paul Volkman at eight, Nick Werner at nine, and Nick Budin at 10. And I wanted to do something a little different this week. I wanted to highlight the winless teams. So I did the top three winless teams, power rankings, and the bottom three winless teams. Eric, you are the best of the winless teams. Oh, thanks. I feel really good about that. You should feel good. I, I wanted to give you some confidence going into week five. My brother, number two. So, Caden, if you're listening, you still suck because you're on four, but hey, you're number two on the list. And then Ryan Rucker, I'm, I don't know who you are, but hey, congrats, man. You are the third on the top of the winless teams. And then the bottom three, Keith Moore, you, well, actually, the number one spot is Tyler Dordery. I'm going to butcher his name every You got time. it. I think you got it. Tyler Ames, you are the second worst team in the league followed by Keith Moore. So congrats, guys. You're on a list, but not a list that I ever want to be on, the winless group. Tyler Ames' team is is trash. Yeah, I, I, I was looking at it this week, and yeah, it's not good. Pretty <laughs> You're sure. listening, Tyler Ames. I, I think you, you probably should have drank a few less beers when you drafted this year. Um, probably would have done a lot better. <laughs> he he just, was still in his bender from when he was on the podcast, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to get in some rapid fire takes? Talk about oh, know, I, week. I didn't watch a whole lot of football games. this week. Uh, this morning, yeah. 
All right, I know you guys kind of get mad when I jump around, but this is what ESPN has listed first, probably because I'm a Cowboys fan. They have them listed first every time, but Dallas and Washington. Anything from that game? Yeah. Rush. I think, I think they – I mean, we need. I think we need to talk to Jerry Jones, but Cooper Rush might be the quarterback when Dak gets healthy. I, I disagree. That's that's bullshit. Um, the <laughs> Dallas's defense is elite. It's very look, good. They're yes. Good. And look at who they played. Okay, week one, you ran into Tampa Bay when they're fully healthy. I don't care who you are. I mean, Kansas City blew them out, but that was kind of a perfect storm. Then you beat Washington, who is terrible. You beat Giants. Yeah, they're three and one, but they're terrible. And you beat the Bengals, who their one flaw is their offensive line, and Dallas's best thing is their pass rush. So it was a yeah, perfect. Right. Story. Right. I mean, Dallas, the NFC East is bad, or the NFC, the, yes, the NFC East is bad, though. And you just have to be better than the worst teams. In the Eagles it might be the best team in the NFC. I don't buy that. I don't know. I'm I don't think so. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm Either not drinking way, the Kool Aid. I don't that. know that Tony Pollard is even startable. Nope. Tony and, Pollard is not startable. Terry McLaurin has been a major. Is bug. Zeke is Zeke startable this week? I think I you. I think you have to start him though because he's he's yeah. a guy that's going to get the carries in the goal line. That's where Tony Pollard needs that big play where Zeke he's going to get. With so many injuries in the league at running back. I feel like you have to just play that touchdown. Hope that he gets that touchdown. But CeeDee Lamb, he shook off week three, that first half. He, he had that wide open, wide open uh, touchdown that he dropped. And since then, he's been balling out. So if you have yep. CeeDee Lamb, he's definitely I, returned. I guess what I'm saying is, like, let's say you're a team that has, like, Jeff Wilson and you have Zeke. Let's say you have, like, Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor or someone as your number one. And then you have like Zeke as your number two, but you have just Jeff Wilson. I think Jeff someone Wilson. like Jeff Wilson's to play over Zeke. I agree with that. Yep, I agree point. with that 100%. So I don't think right. Zeke's a must play, have to no, play a guy. But he's probably going to be likely that you play him. Yeah. So more Cincinnati likely. and Miami. Ugly game. Ugly to see two go down like that. That was probably one of the. Oh, that was the first thing game, right? Watch. Yeah. That was, yeah. But, that was, that was too bad. That was that was nasty. I, I guess uh, I have two takes from this game, and one is you're you're seeing the Waddle ha- is going to have like off games like this because of Tyreek Hill because he's not the go-to guy when you're down. Um, right. Tyreek Hill is going to be the guy. Uh, number two, uh, look at my boy Higgins outscoring Chase again. Um, it's just going to be a – you're going to see this week week after week, just so you guys know. So, I never got to watch this game, but it's been happening a couple times. Is Chase getting double-teamed, bracketed? Like, what's going on that hey. he's not even getting – like, it's it's one thing for Higgins to outproduce him, but it's another thing for Higgins to get out-targeted by him by almost double. I mean, he has the best – he's going to have the best cornerback guarding him every single game. They A lot of times they are double-teaming him. So for your take, Jake, it looks good because I mean Higgins, he's a one A on any other team. And right. You know, if you have a double team, that's just going to open up the field for him. Yep. And I, hey, don't sleep on Hayden Hurst either. I mean, he, he scored last week. 
but he's getting targets too. So if you're weak at tight end, he might not be a bad pickup. I think another guy who could be a good pickup is uh, Raheem Mostert. Yeah. He basically dominated the backfield touches there over Chase Edmonds. Like, he might yeah, be. Uh, that's a weird situation, though. Well, we could, Edmonds, be, Edmonds still ends up finding the end zone. I'm so. just saying he might, he, he might get 15 or 20 carries this week without two out right. there. Yeah. Right. So you're saying in week five, he might be Raheem must start. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Minnesota and New Orleans, the overseas early morning morning game well apparently Chris Olave can still be good even with Andy Dalton over Jameis I saw that he's uh I don't know if he's matchup proof but he's definitely quarterback proof I think he's, he's a must start every week he's just yep. getting air air yards and he's getting the targets yep so I want to pose a question if Andy Dalton is still the quarterback is Taysom Hill a good tight end play if you are weak at tight end absolutely yeah yeah you got you could i gotta take the chance but because he's gonna get those quarterback points right yep. and you know he's eventually gonna throw something because he's just been running at the goal he's gonna be the goal line quarterback and he's gonna run 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 Especially but eventually he's gonna throw too. right well so. no no tight ends a sure thing right now unless you have kelsey right look at waller look at andrews None uh, of them are sure things. Andrews only had one bad game, though. There was one tight, end, one tight end last week that stood out, but we'll talk about him later. Yeah. <laughs> I won't spoil it. All right, Atlanta and Cleveland. Is this is the Chubb waiver wire game. The best running back in the league besides Saquon? Fantasy-wise? PPR Ooh. or standard? Who? Nick Chubb. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean... He's just dominating this year. Yep. David Njoku, another game that he put up points. Yeah, he did have a fumble, but he's getting the targets. And then you got Atlanta losing Cordell Patterson. This is where the waiver wire is going to come in. People picking up uh, Tyler Algier, Caleb Huntley. I just don't think that they're going to run as much. Yeah, you, nope. just, you could keep chasing the running back at Atlanta, but I don't think it's worth a play. Um, it, another, another shit week for... For Pitts, too. Right. They only threw the ball, like, what was it, 19 times, is it? It's still more than Chicago. Marcus Mariota is their quarterback. So how much are they really going to pass? Right. Why don't they try Desmond Ritter? I don't know. I agree. Screw it. Just see what you got. Yeah, see what you got. I agree. All right, Buffalo, Baltimore. Josh Allen's a stud. (laughs) Josh Allen's a stud. Lamar Jackson still finds a way to get his points. Yep. I would be a little worried about Rashad Bateman. If you are starting Rashad Bateman, because he's not getting the target share. And he's also, I watched, I watched that basically the entire game. He was off the field quite a bit. They were going two tight end sets and also having Duvernay in there. And they were moving the ball better without, Bateman in it. Bateman's their yep. best wide receiver. Yet but... Andrews still had a shit game though. Right. Yeah. It's a weird game. It's just one of those like that's that's the Ravens. Like you, any guy in offense besides Lamar Jackson, you just never can depend on. Dobbins had a had a monster game, yep. but Lamar Jackson's the only sure thing for points on that team, in my I, opinion. Yep. I agree. All right, Seattle and Detroit. 
that was the best game. If you have anybody in Seattle, Seattle player or Detroit player. Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny, TJ Hawkinson. I mean, yeah. Jared Goff, Geno Smith, DK. Oh, just, just. But this is one of those games that just kills you because it's just these. defenses suck. This is garbage guys getting points for people when they're like, like people that are getting in a bind and have to start someone to flex and they go off. Like this is one of those games that sucks. Is any Detroit game, if you're playing Detroit or you have Detroit players, are they always a must start? Because Detroit's given up 40 points a game, but they're also scoring around 40 points a game. I didn't draft a single Detroit player in any one of my leagues. It's not a single one. And that is why Jake is 0 and 4. Um, Did I draft any Seahawks in any of my leagues? I do have Kenneth Walker in Mega Ball. That's it. How's that working for you? I mean, not well. (laughs) Rashad Penny (laughs) looked looked real good on my bench last week. 150 yards and two touchdowns? I mean, I don't know why you're benching him. It's the worst (laughs) defense in the league. Right. That was uh, my fault there. All right, Chargers in Houston. You really are uh, Austin Eckler, he actually rushed the ball, did well. Damian Pierce game, big yeah. run. He is. He got all of the carries. Rex Burkhead didn't even get a carry. He got. I mean, Rex Burkhead scored through the air, but it's Damian Pierce or bust on the ground. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wish I wish I would have got him. If you have a decent running back in against the Chargers, they're probably gonna go off. Right. The char- the Chargers run defense is terrible. But if you look across the league, there's a majority of the teams are poor at rush defense. Everyone went with like that big pass rush and no one's clogging up the middle anymore. You know they're playing. They're playing against the pass. All defenses are building up for the pass, and it's kind of it's kind of reverting back. Like if you have a good run offense, like it's working. Built on speed. Yep. Oh. Speed over right, power. Tennessee and the Colts. King Henry back to back good games. Jonathan um, Taylor sucks. <laughs> Colts got to figure something out. I mean, well, Pittman had a terrible game. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had a terrible game. That's by far their two best players. Did you see what Ursay came out with today? Uh-uh. That Ballard, um, Frank Reich, yep. they're on the hot seat. They need to do it or they're going to get out. And that includes Matt Ryan. Yeah. So. I mean, is there two teams that are harder to watch than, like, the most boring teams in the NFL? Right, I agree. Colts, Titans? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, this is I, I really enjoy watching Derrick Henry run, I'll tell you that. He is but, our first. But offensively, I mean, they are boring. Right. Speaking of boring. A, it, 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 yeah, I mean, it, it's a passing league anymore, so any team that runs the ball good, that's why the Niners are tough to watch because that's what they've been for years. They've never changed. But Great. Speaking of boring, how about this next game? The New York Football Giants and the Chicago Bears. I heard yeah, there's I mean, tension between uh, Justin Fields and the Bears coaches. Fields is unhappy. The with, the, with what? With what? I didn't hear that. Well, I mean, I didn't ask him why he's unhappy, but I'm guessing I just with didn't. the offense probably in general. I, I guess 
I listened to the score all day today, 670 to score all day, and I, this is the first I'm hearing about it. Yeah, I haven't heard that I either. know that I know that Justin Fields has been super defensive um, to the media, which is common. Like, he's not doing well, and and they're asking him a lot of difficult questions. Um, but I, all I heard was that uh, good things, which – I don't just I don't agree with, but I only heard good things from Justin Fields and the Bears coaching staff. Yeah, I'll have to find that. I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that it was a tweet, but I'm not. I mean, this is this is how that shit starts, Eric. You this on this very popular podcast, it gets out that he's unhappy. It's just this is how rumors spread. Well, good. <laughs> Free agent Justin Fields in 2023. Spread. I. I'm leaning that way. I mean, he's got some time. I mean, he's he's going to play quarterback all year. Yeah, so we will have a, a decent sample size to go off of. But it is week four. He could start seeing guys when they're open. Um, he could start throwing the ball instead of holding it onto it too long and getting sacked. Like, he could do that, things. It's, it, it's not that hard. Just throw the ball to the guys that are open. Words Anybody of wisdom from a hopeful Chicago Bears fan. All right, Philly and Jacksonville. Hey, I got to give us, we have had a lot of wrong takes so far in our first nine episodes. But last week, we all said, you guys hated Trevor Lawrence. I hated Jalen Hurts. And we were correct on that. Luckily for us, it was yeah. a monsoon there. The weather was awful. Yeah, yes. I mean, when I did that take, I did look at the 10-day forecast when we did the, um, the podcast, <laughs> and up. I did see the weather was supposed to be, you know, not the greatest. So, oh, yeah, um, well, that was really smart by you, Jake. I, I'm going to say that I was taking that into account when I when I did my predictions. So you watch the news and you see that there was a hurricane in Florida, basically, or what? I mean, I, I do my due, due diligence when I do these podcasts. I want to provide our listeners with the best information. You know, if you just want to slop stuff together, that's that's up to you. But I like to do my due diligence during these podcasts. Are you are you 0-4? <laughs> that does nothing to do with the information I'm providing to our listeners. He just doesn't soak up the, the information he provides. Right, yeah. He doesn't listen to us himself i did start trevor lawrence this week on my fantasy team and it and it did matter he did do bad what do you have four fumbles a record four yeah, losses. he i mean he had that problem last year and we just kind of blame it on on urban meyer and his play calls and stuff and he's still got that problem and that's a bad problem I'm sure you can chalk it up to the weather in this game though and the best defense in the league maybe essentially yeah Maybe. But is Jacksonville a good team? I think so. I think, I think Jacksonville so. is I, – I, I think they're – Being a Bears fan, if my team was doing as good and showing pro- progress like the, the Jaguars are, I'd feel pretty good about the Bears if they were more Jaguars they're both, They got the same record, two and two. Jacksonville needs a true number one. So, a, lot of di- a lot of difference in their in – their, I'm just their kidding. Games. All right, let's get moving forward. The Jets and the Kenny Pickett Steelers. That's right. Um, is Garrett Wilson an automatic start anymore with Zach Wilson? 
I don't know. I think so. I think so. I have I mean, him, and I do not feel good about starting him. He, why? Zach Wilson why? showed last year he loves Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. And first game back, what did he do? Two most targeted guys. Yeah, but it was his first game back. He's going with what he's comfortable with. He's going to have, like, a full week of practicing with the number ones. Like, that's what you don't get is, like, you watch the games and you think, oh, they're playing. This is the only time that they play with each other. They play with each other all week long. And But he hasn't been going with the number ones. He's been going number twos. He's been going number ones. Like, they're going to – coaches also want to get the ball in the best player's hands also. It's – I, I'm not worried about it. I'm so not worried about like you so are. You're saying Zach Wilson was not practicing with the number ones last week. Is that what you're saying? I mean, it's like for the week. Yeah. But not like he hasn't been practicing at all. Cause he's been hurt to start with. He's going to build. He's got to build a relationship with him. He's no, the better I, wide receiver, I agree, but he uh, has chemistry currently and a year's worth of chemistry with Elijah Moore and Corey Davis. I'm just saying I think that that makes a big difference, even though I believe that Garrett Wilson is the most talented wide receiver on that team. I'm just saying, I think Zach Wilson, maybe, maybe not always, but first look is Elijah Moore or Corey Davis. Cause he knows where they're going to be at. That's like saying if the bears all of a sudden traded for Jamar chase, that, that, uh, fields would have, He'd have too much relationship with Mooney. He would never throw it to Chase. No, there's a little okay. difference though, because I would say Corey Davis would be the best wide receiver on the Bears team. So Jamar I Chase. We need to make <laughs> you, it very clear. Good analogy, Jake. Great whoa, analogy. Whoa, you think Corey we, Davis is better than Mooney? What yes. has Mooney ever done? Just I catch am, balls. I hate just catch balls. <laughs> Just do do his let's job. Get like, on, let's get he, off this game. He's a wide receiver. He receives the ball. That's what so, he does. What everybody right. needs to understand is the only reason why Jake is defending Garrett Wilson is because Garrett Wilson is is on his dynasty team. That's the only reason why he's defending him. All right, Arizona and Carolina. Let's get off this. The Jets and the Steelers. Nobody cares about those two teams. Arizona and Carolina. Hollywood Brown is a target machine. Good. Yeah, I mean, he's finally doing what we all thought he was going to do with the Cardinals. Yeah. So for how much longer is the real question? Yeah. And I mean, Baker yeah, listened Hopkins to us. Is back in two weeks, three weeks? Yeah, Baker is listening to our podcast. He's getting the ball to DJ Moore. He's getting the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Christian except- McCaffrey. McCaffrey had nine receptions this week. Nine for nine, I think. Yeah, big game and a touchdown. Like, but Yeah, but it was all in the second he's- half, so I don't know. Forcing it right. to DJ Moore. Yeah, but, picks but while it's forcing it. But the Panthers are a team that are going to be playing from behind a lot of games. They're bad. They are very yeah. bad. They shouldn't be this bad. I think we are on the verge of if when Sam Darnold gets healthy, it could be back to Sam Darnold. Oh, I think it's one hundred percent. Oh, Sam Darnold. Yeah. Team. Yeah. Yep. Baker. Nope. He's done. All right. Yep. New England. Green Bay. Oh, I, I didn't know what to good. take from this game. I mean, they're on their third string. Zappy looked good. Look yeah. all right. Third yeah, stringer. Yeah, some good, good lobs to to some players. Damien Harris looked good. Damien Harris, I think, is the big takeaway because last week Stevenson yeah. 
outsnapped him, outproduced him in a major way. And now this week, Damian Harris, Damian Harris had 18 carries compared to the 14 that Stevenson had. So I think that was a good sign if you have Damian Harris. Hopefully you started him because he got a touchdown too. Right. And Dobbs, he's he getting looks from Rodgers. I mean, he could have had a monster game had he caught that one, that 50-yard bomb in the end zone. So, and Watson finally got in the end zone. But Watson, I, know, I, I think it's a, I think it's a shame because I, I do think Watson has the better, has the most skill of all of the Packers receivers. Um, but it just seems like he doesn't have Rogers' trust, and so the Packers coaching staff finds other ways to get the ball in their hand, his hands. So he's just doing like end rounds and stuff, not really getting involved in the passing game. I think I read something today that Watson ran a total of eight routes where Dobbs led the team with like 30 something. So, I mean, he's, he's eventually, he's too talented. He's too fast not to get in it. And Rogers gave Watson some praise today on the Pat McAfee show, comparing him somewhat to Devonte Adams, a rookie Devonte Adams. So if you are a Christian Watson fan or a owner, like, Hey, better days to come. It just might not be this year. Yeah. All right. A couple more games left. The Broncos and the Raiders. Javante, poor Derek. Oh, I feel yeah. so bad for you. Oh. Does this make a does this make Gordon an automatic start? Yes. Yep, but I think he is he has fumbled five times in his last 40 carries. Yeah, five I mean, times. I think he's if he has another fumble this game. They're riding him. They're not and, gonna ride Mike Boone. No, and, I think they're gonna right. ride Latavius Murray. They just you think so? Today. Yep. I think he's proven that he can get I mean what's what's Gordon gonna do that Murray can't? Catch the ball. I don't know. Move more <laughs> than just like in a straight line. I feel like Latavius Murray runs in a straight line and cannot like move side to side at all. Right. But, but if you can't hold on to the ball, maybe that's all they want. I don't think if, I mean, Gordon's fumbles are in bad times too. They're like goal line. They're like third and two. They're at terrible times too. And not I mean, only they're that, just they're the going for way touchdowns. worse. Yeah. You know, they fumble they, and then they go for touchdowns. That's, I hope Gordon does well. I mean, being an ex badger, like I want to see Melvin Gordon do well, but, I think this next week, I would feel very confident starting Melvin Gordon going into this week and then see what happens. Right. He Yes, he is a must start. He's going to get probably yeah. the bulk of carries. Somehow Mike Boone. Oh, God, I can't stand Mike Boone, but he'll get carries too. Yeah, he had right <laughs> at the end of the game. Yeah, he's just. All right, we got two more games. Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Patrick Mahomes is freaking amazing. Yep. Yeah, Tom Brady. Good. I mean, that I mean, it's 41-31. The score was worse than what it is, what it was. But Tom Brady, I mean, he finally got back on track. He's getting his weapons back. Chris Godwin yeah. stayed healthy the entire game. Yep. He had the second most routes run, too. Yes. Pretty good. Evan, having Evans and Godwin back, I mean, the t- they'll be back on track now. Yep. I agree. The time to- needs more carries. He looks good. It explodes check- fast. Yes. Runs hard, too. Yeah. Is it time to start? Watching Ruchad White a little bit more. No, I can't I block. No, he's getting a lot of playing time, guys. 
He can he block. Rush too. Yeah. All right, final game. The 49ers and the Rams. Complete domination by the 49ers. I mean, it's exactly what I expected. So Debo's a so stud. It's kind of a boring game, really. Debo is a stud. Debo's underrated. Yep. I thought he might come back to life a little bit this year, not with as many touchdowns, but I mean, you look at what he did on that long touchdown. He, well, Jalen Ramsey can't right. tackle, which is great because I right. hate the guy. He just he's just getting the ball. I mean, whether it's in the backfield or through the air, he's getting the touches. And George Kittle, where is he? That's back to back games of, and you probably drafted him in either the fourth or fifth tight end. Yeah, yeah, but when when you have so Ayuk is starting to come into his own, and you have Debo yep. Samuel, like why waste why waste your targets on an underneath pass to Kittle a, when you could he's get the big chunk yards? Yeah. He's a mismatch. Because Kittle's a freak athlete and can break tackles just like Debo can. That's right. that's why. But the problem is, is he'll do that twice a game and then get hurt. Right. Allen Rouse. We're, we're two inches away from talking about Kittle catching a touchdown pass. Let's remember that too. Cooper Cup. Yeah, you, you mentioned Robinson. We're right back to where we were last year with Robinson when he was on the Bears. Same exact thing. Same exact yep. situation. Except he's on a way better offense with the. Uh, Offensive mastermind, and yep. same exact situation with him. And Cooper Cup, you know, he has more catches than Justin Fields has completions. <laughs> Forty-two to thirty-four. It's just he's on a record pace. I think he's on pace for one hundred and ninety-seven catches, which would crush Mike Thomas's Michael Thomas's record. He, it's all the only per, other than Higby. Those are the only <clears throat> two people. Stafford and I don't it. see any reason why he doesn't pending like unless he gets right. injured. Yep. Um that's like Stafford literally stares at him as soon as the ball snap. That's exactly where he's going. Every he's always time. open. Always yep. he's somehow yeah. always open. Yeah. Yep. And the Rams line, if you are relying on Matthew Stafford, this is back to back weeks where he didn't throw a touchdown pass. That's a little concerning. Yeah, I'm not really I mean, sure. I mean, he says Hut. I, think, I had, think he'll get better. But Yeah, they need their offensive line to get healthy. Hopefully it's not this week because they play Dallas. Dallas and that good pass rush should cause some concern, maybe, hopefully. Michael Parsons can't be blocked. He's getting double teamed. He hasn't had a sack the past two weeks, but every play is getting double teamed. But, opening but up that's opening up everything else. Yep. When you start having to double team a guy every single time, it just – Makes everything else easier for the defense, too. Yep. All right, that's it for our rapper fire takes for week four, the games of week four. We're going to get into the good, the bad, and the ugly for week four. Jake, how about you start us off? What is your good from week four? My good, um, Austin Eckler, uh, finally, finally getting getting hot. Right. 60 yards rush. He had 35 points for fantasy. Nothing wrong with that. Um, 60 yards rushing, uh, six receptions for 50 yards, and three TDs. The TDs are what get you. I mean, you got to have the touchdowns. Look at Saquon this week. He only had 18 points, but that was only 18 with 150 yards rushing. You got to have touchdowns. You got to have a touchdown. Like that. That's that's what what that's what gets you points. Right. I agree. All right, Eric. What's your good? 
Um, I'll take the low-hanging fruit and take TJ Hawkinson. Um, had eight catches for 179 yards and two touchdowns. He scored a touchdown last week, too, so maybe they're trying to start to, start to get him more involved. Now they're without Amon St. Brown and DJ Chark and DeAndre Swift, but he still produced even when nobody else could except for Josh Reynolds. Jameson, but, Jameson Williams coming back this week, right? He's eligible he? to be back. I don't know if he's actually coming back. Yeah, I haven't okay. heard anything about him even practicing yet, but yeah, I think he'll I, be back after the bye week. But I still think, like you guys said, the, the landscape of the tight ends right now, TJ Hawkinson's a must start. You have to. And I've never been a TJ Hawkinson guy, but you have to right now. God, you just had a good segue for me right here. Because I told you guys who I was going to give you the good, but I had to change it. Because there's only one person that could come out of my mouth as the good. And that is Mo Alley Cox, baby. Six catches for 85 yards in. Two (laughs) touchdowns. Two touchdowns. The guy is getting red zone targets. He's been getting red zone targets every week. It's just a matter of he hasn't converted it. He finally converts them. I mean, 85 yards for Mo Alley Cox, who's really just a red zone threat. Maybe he's utilized more and helps. I mean, I think that would be a good, good, good if he was actually like rostered and good. started for a team. But any team, any team. Is he a guy you consider starting? I mean, who else is, I mean, other than Pittman, Pittman had a rough week last week, but we thought Alec Pierce would turn out to be something. Paris Campbell has just been. Well, Alec Pierce was hurt, I think. Um, no, he wasn't. No, he played Jonathan Taylor. They might not be able to rely on the run game. I don't think Naeem Hines is going to be able to hold up. I'm going to need to see uh, some more consistent play from Mo Cox. Yeah, the the only problem I see is they use three tight ends. So which tight end is going to have the better game? Right. Jelani Woods or what is it? Kyler Granson. Yeah. And then Mo Alley. If Mo Alley Cox scores a touchdown next week. I will buy his jersey and rep it the following week. Deal. Well, this is recorded. Well, Allie Cox, you you're, do my boy. That you're my boy, Blue. They're gonna Sorry, Kelly. The, I know, week, right? Kelly, NFL jerseys only cost like 10 bucks. So uh, if you're so listening to this. Is that going to get shipped here fast enough? It has to be an authentic NFL jersey. It will be authentic. I'm only about authentic. $95. Hey, $10. All right, Jake, <laughs> what's your bad? From week four. Bad. Bad. And I'm I'm actually saying that this guy's bad. Matt Stafford. He had seven points this week. He's consistently, like, literally has only, like, when he stamps the ball, he looks like my seven-year-old at quarterback when I tell him, look for this guy if he's open. And he literally just stares at him the whole time and throws it to one guy the whole time. He basically, so the... The the Rams trade Goff to get Stafford. They traded everything and they just got another Goff. Is my opinion. And a Super Bowl. They base. Yeah, and a Super Bowl. I think so that right there. I, was honestly, do you think Stafford was the difference? I think it helped. I don't think Jared Goff could have won a Super Bowl or got him to it. But sure's looking good this year. <laughs> Jared Goff is. Who's who's the better quarterback this year? I 
I'm not saying this year. I'm not arguing with you this year. I'm just saying last year. Look at what Jared Goff did last year, and that's no, no, that's fine. Uh, point made. He's bad. He's Matt bad. Stafford. Yes, bad. I agree. I agree. Eric, what's your bad? I have Juju Smith. Um, had a lot of high hopes coming into Kansas City, and he hasn't really done crap yet. He's yet to score a touchdown all season, and Mahomes has played pretty damn good. So uh, Sky Moore looks like he got more involved this week. So if they're going to start involving Sky Moore more, um, MVS isn't really doing much. But even down like in the red zone where Juju used to feast down there, it's he's looking for Ceh or Kelsey. So yeah. how, how could you have an have an offense that's so so uh, dominant? and not be able to rely on a single wide receiver starting a single wide receiver in fantasy. Just he should weird. be the one wide receiver there pretty easily compared to who I, else I is there. But the fact that he's not producing, that would make me pretty nervous. I wouldn't yeah. even like to, to, to be honest, I don't, I wouldn't even like to start him anymore. If, if I had someone, I couldn't, if I didn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My bad. There's a guy who's been on this list a couple times for us. But it's getting to the point where it's getting real bad. And that's Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. 20 carries, 42 yards, one catch, one yard, and a fumble. This is three straight weeks of terrible output. Yeah. And if you drafted him number one or you drafted him number two overall. If you felt you at two, you're probably pumping your fist like I was. You know, you're getting the top guy. And there's a reason I'm losing. There's a reason Jake's losing. He has Jonathan Taylor. The guy is getting you single digit points when he should be in the twenties to 30 point range. And now he's got a high or a, not a high ankle sprain, but he, his ankles hurt. He might not play Thursday night. It's just unless, and if he tries to play that injury is not going to go away. It's just going to be with them all season. I don't know what to make of the Colts. I, I thought for sure they'd be a lot better with Matt Ryan. I thought that offensive line would be good and they're pathetic. I mean, it might just sound like we're whining about this, but I guess I just need to kind of defend myself and yourself is when you're taking a guy. So you take a guy, number one, you have to wait until the 24th pick again for it to come back around to pick. So like, let's say you're at like five and you got Cooper cup. Well, you get to pick a guy before the number one guy overall gets to pick again. So you get, you not only you got Cooper cup who's dominating, and I have Jonathan Taylor, but you also got to pick a guy before I got to pick a guy too, where you had guys like that. I was hoping to fall to me at the 24th pick like Saquon and uh, would be another Javante one. Williams. Javante Williams. Yeah. Javante Williams who got hurt, but um, those kind of guys, I mean, that's, that, that's what it comes down to. You, you have to, ha- when you draft that guy, number one, overall, he has to produce. He has to. You can't win you with your first round pick, but you can certainly lose. Yeah, first round pick, and that's yep. what's happening to us. Cool. All right, let's finish out. Or Jake, what's your ugly from week four? Ugly Jalen Waddle. Um, he had six points this week. I, 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 I think it's an ugly week. I think he's good. I just think you're seeing the repercussions of them having Tyreek Hill on their team. Uh, week set, they don't have good passing production. Tyreek's still going to get his points. Waddle's not going to where it would have been the reverse like last year when Tyreek wasn't on the team. Waddle would have got his points, even though the passing wasn't great. So 
that's just just a bad week for Waddle. You may see some more to come, depending on how much how long two was out. Yep. And Teddy Bridgewater is starting this week, and when Teddy came in, he really looked for Tyreek the entire time. Look for look for the best guy. Yep. Yep. All right, Eric, what's your ugly? Um, between two guys here, but I think because I hate the Packers so much, I'm going to have to say AJ Dillon. He scored 20 points in week one. And since then, hasn't scored 20 points total. He's had seven, five, and nine points. He hasn't caught more than two passes since week one. And they thought, you know, he might, I thought even, he might catch 60, 70 passes this year with how bad the receiving core was. Um, Aaron Jones has been out-touching him and out-producing him. He just, he just looks like the better, more athletic running back. So being in that committee with Aaron Jones, I just, I don't know. I think it's it's looking ugly for Dylan. He's he's touched on her boss to me. Yeah, but I mean if you if you're relying on on Dylan to get you, you know, consistently fifteen plus points, I mean, I think that's unrealistic anyways. He's the second string running back on the team. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure you were even a believer before the season saying that you think AJ Dylan's better than Aaron Jones and you'd start him over Aaron Jones and so, so if I, think I, if I, if I was the Packers, if I was the Packers coach, I think he's the better. Would I start him over Aaron Jones in fantasy? No. Aaron Jones has impressed me this year. He's Aaron looked Jones fast. He's looked explosive. I, I still think AJ Dillon. He's going to be. He's going to be the guy probably towards the end of the season because I just Aaron Jones Maybe. typically gets hurt, and when it gets cold out, nobody wants to hit. And Dylan's going to yeah. lay the hammer down on defenders. So I don't yeah. know. I mean, I hate the Packers too, so I'm not hoping for big things for AJ Dillon, but right. I, th- I, I think th- every one of the Packers sucks. I hate them all. And yeah, <laughs> I hope they all suck. All right. My, I hope finishing. they all get zero points next week. Yeah. The ugly speaking of zero points is my ugly. And it's just how the situation went down as ugly. And that's Elvin Kamara being scratched what five minutes before the game started oh. in london so if you are i mean if the game started here 8 30 in the morning central time you had a rough saturday night or if you just wanted to sleep in you probably had kamara in your starting lineup and it was too late to change and i know there were a lot of pissed off fantasy owners out there including my father who had no idea and he tried at like 8 32 and couldn't do anything he actually picked up a player. He dropped Julio Jones to pick up a player so that he could start uh, a, a player in a spot. And it was two minutes too late and took a big fat zero. Was it really five minutes before game it time? Was, it was yeah. literally like right before game time. Kind I of a brutal way, to, yeah. brutal way to go down. But all right, that's it for the good, bad, the ugly. Now let's focus our attention to the upcoming week. We got week five. We're going to get into our love hate segment. We're going to give you two players we love and two players we hate. And this time we're going to start with Eric. Eric, who do you love week five? Uh, the first player is Nick Chubb, and he is facing the Chargers' terrible rush defense. Um, Chubb has basically been on fire rushing for a hundred yards or more in three of his last four games. And the one game he didn't rush for a hundred yards, he scored three touchdowns. Um, 
Kareem Hunt doesn't seem to be taking any work away from him. And the Chargers are coming off back-to-back weeks, giving up 100-yard rushers. Chubb's locked in top three running back this week, I would say. Hey, I'm going to high-five you on that. I'm going to skip you, Jake, because my first player is Nick Chubb. (laughs) He's second in the league rushing behind Saquon. I think he's only four yards behind him. And Chargers are giving up 110 yards rushing per game. I think it's a perfect storm, and I think they're going to rely on him. And he's just... You could see easily 150 yards, two touchdowns. I'm sure I'm playing him in the Mega Bowl. I'm sure I'm playing him in every league. Eric, I guarantee you're playing him because you play all of the, the guys. Probably a good chance. No, I'm playing Delvin Cook, and he's been terrible this year, so he'll probably go off for 200 yards. Yeah. Hope so. Hope so. Jake, who do you love? Uh, I love, and Eric, I know you're going to, I know what you're going to think, but I love Garrett Wilson this week versus Miami. Uh, and here's my reasoning. Miami is he's on my dynasty a, team. Because <laughs> I'm starting him in multiple leagues. Um, no, my reason is Miami's given up a lot of points to wide receivers this season. They they their secondary is pretty pretty garbage. And I know I know that you know Eric will say that uh, Wilson is in at quarterback now and he's looking for his you know, guys he's familiar with, but uh, the reality of it is Garrett Wilson's the better wide receiver. Garrett Wilson has by far the most targets of any wide receiver on the, on the Jets team, and Garrett Wilson is going to get the ball this this Sunday. I hope you're right, because I'm starting him in the Mega Bowl, too, so. I hope you're right, too. And I, well, love I, I am right. I am right, so you don't have to hope oh, for it. Just okay. start him. Just start is him. Zach, is Zach Wilson not the coolest player in the NFL? Did you see today I mean, he tweeted out something to Giselle? Something in the likes of like, like he's available. Did or, he really? <laughs> yeah, I tweeted out something about Giselle. I thought, I, God, I mean, you are. We have a lot in common. We both bang moms. And uh, You're Mormon? I, I just bang one one mom. <laughs> yeah, you might want to. Singularly. Thanks for clarifying that, Jake. My wife. All right, All right Eric, who you? Who's your second love of the week? Uh, my second is Jalen Hurts because he's playing the Cardinals, and I think the Cardinals' defense is trash. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, this is basically more against the Cardinals than Jalen Hurts. But the Cardinals yeah. have given up 20 points or more to every single team this year. So, um, they have a total of four sacks on the season. So, Jalen Hurts is probably going to get out of the pocket a lot and run – but I think he's a plug-and-play top three quarterback this week. Yep, completely agree. All right, I went with the quarterback, too, with my second love, and that was Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady having his full weapons going against an Atlanta defense that's given up over 260 yards a game and two touchdowns each game, and they went against Geno Smith, who Geno Smith's been doing okay lately. It's Matthew Stafford, Jacoby Brissett, Jameis Winston, None of them compared to Tom Brady. And I think he's going to come out pissed. Not only pissed because they got embarrassed on national TV against the Chiefs, but hey, the whole Giselle thing, I think that could kind of fuel the fire. You know, whether or not it's true, I don't want to make fun of anything with, you know, them separating because I, I mean, that's personal matter. But I hey. think I, I kind of disagree with you. I think he has a decent game. I don't think it's a great game, but I think the running game maybe takes over that 
you know, Atlanta can't stop the run either. So four touchdowns, four touchdown passes. Woo. Woo. All I'm to Chris say. Godwin. Seems like a lot. He won in four F this week. Yeah, maybe. All right. Jake, what do you love? I love Joe Burrow this week versus Baltimore. Um, the Ravens have given up the most passing yards of, of any, uh, any, any team this year. Um, it's going to be a shootout. And uh, I love, uh, love Joe Burrow. All right, Eric, let's take you. Let's take us into the hate category. Who do you hate for week five? Uh, this one's for you, Derek. And I did this before I just heard the news just in the past couple hours. But C.D. Lamb versus the Rams. I hate him this week. He's going to be facing Jalen Ramsey. And I hate Jalen Ramsey, but he's a good corner. Um, but I actually, one of the main reasons besides Jalen Ramsey that I was putting this on there is I thought Dak had a chance of playing. And if Dak comes back this week, I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent. And I don't think CD gets as many targets as he would with Cooper rush, maybe. Um, but he's coming off back to back 20 point weeks, but I, I think he gets held under 50, under, think- under, 50, under 50 yards. Sorry. I, I think, think they're the going to do what Tampa did and just take him out of the game and say, hey, somebody else beat him. And I really – the guy that I was thinking about saying as a love was Michael Gallup this week. He's got one oh, week yeah. in the books. And I think Michael Gallup – this is where I wish Dak was in because Dak can throw the ball a little bit better deep compared to Cooper Rush. But I think Gallup's going to get some deep shots. He had two deep shots last week that turned into 40 or 50-yard pass interference calls. So yeah. – you can just hit on one of those. That's it, and you know, Ramsey's an in-your-face like aggressive cornerback, and CD is. I'm gonna put this kind of delicate, get delicately. Uh, CD is kind of a pussy, and he doesn't yes. like contact. And I don't think it's gonna play well. I'll match up. I yep. agree. I hey, I don't take offense to that because I don't think it's a good week for him either. All right, my hate. I hate Hollywood Brown against the Eagles defense. I know Hollywood has been putting up great weeks i mean a lot of the weeks arizona's playing catch-up which they're going to play catch-up this week against philly but i don't think he's going to get the garbage time that he has in the past i think darius slay who has been shutting down wide receivers i mean he shut down justin jefferson he shut down is he playing this week darius slay yeah he got hurt last week hope not because i want the eagles to lose but (laughs) still i think the eagles are just so loaded they're going to get you know, to Kyler Murray, I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on him, not given time for Hollywood to get open. And I think it's just going to be a rough week for him. So, all right, Jake, what do you hate? Uh, my first hate is the entire Pittsburgh Steelers offense. I wouldn't start a single person on that offense this week. Uh, I, I know that might be a, a rough go if you have Najee. Uh, the Bills, they're going against the Bills, and the Bills have the least amount of total yards of any team in the NFL this year. Um, Pickett's going to throw. He's going to he's going to have some fumbles. He's going to have some picks, and they're not going to move the ball. Especially at Buffalo, I agree. All right, Eric, who's your last? It's really getting thrown into a bad spot there with that upcoming schedule that he's got. With it's like Buffalo, and then there's like like three of the top five defenses he faces right. the next. Yeah, but what what rookie quarterbacks ever get set up for success? You know, if they're drafted in the first round, your team was probably bad, and you're probably not going to be set up for success anyways. Look at yeah. Trevor Lawrence last year. 
Yeah. You know. Eric, who's your last hate? Oh, my last hate is the whole Falcons offense. Um, <laughs> We're just had, picking whole offenses now. Uh, I, nope. and because Kyle Pitts was a top three tight end drafted, and he's done shit all year, and he's going to do crappy again this week. Drake London seems like he's going to be the next star. Well, he had two catches for 17 yards last week against the Browns. Mariota looks like trash. The only quarterback that might look worse is Justin Fields. Um, they're without their best player in Cordell Patterson. So now they're going to have some unproven backups and rookies basically taking over. And they play the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are just going to light them up on defense. And I don't think that they move the ball at all. Yep, I think it's a perfect storm. Buccaneers are pissed. Atlanta is hurting. They're not very good. Like I said, I think it's just going to be a it's going to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. So I agree. All right, my final hates, and this is a guy I need to do well. Eric, this is your main guy, Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. against that 49ers defense. The thing with him is, I think the 49ers have a good rush defense. They're only giving up 73 yards a game. And a lot of them came in week one in that monsoon against the Bears. But McCaffrey, his biggest thing is he's just a matchup nightmare with the linebackers. And the 49ers have a good linebackers. And Fred Warner is a stud. I think I don't think he's going to let Christian McCaffrey get loose. I think they're going to focus their attention on on him. And I think they're definitely going to get to Baker pretty quickly, that pass rush. And I just don't like anybody from Carolina. I should have been like Eric just said, anyone in Carolina. You start Christian McCaffrey, you have to start him, but I just, I wouldn't expect big things. Yeah, Jake. My my final hate was also Christian McCaffrey. Uh, the, the 49ers have only allowed 290-something rushing yards the entire season through four games. Uh, the, his only hope is maybe in, like, garbage time when, um, you know, the pass rush is getting on uh, – Baker Mayfield the whole time. Maybe the, maybe he gets a few screens and busts loose, but that's his only hope. Yeah. And I'm hoping, like I said, I hope he does well, but yeah, 49ers look good right now. They do. All right. Good. That's it for our love hate. We're in our final segment here. We're going to talk about divisional matchups, our favorite matchups of the week. I will start first here. Let me pull up my, my thing. All right. We got the new kids on the block division and I chose David Zimmerman versus Todd Miller. And my computer is being real slow. All right. I chose David Zimmerman versus Todd Miller. Todd Miller is in our top 10. He's four. No, David Zimmerman is three and one. We have two heavyweights going against each other. Hey, I, it's going to be an up battle for David Zimmerman. Todd, Todd's got Lamar Jackson against Cincinnati. He's going to put up points. Nick Chubb, who we've said we love. Miles Sanders, who he's been underrated. We, we haven't talked about Miles Sanders enough this year. He's, he's been putting up some points. Justin Jefferson. Keenan Allen's back, most likely going to be back. That's a tough team right there. Oh, and he has James Robinson, who has been doing well. So, yeah, David, best of luck. You know, I'd like to see the, uh, some of the unbeatens go down, but matchup of two heavyweights where I think Todd Miller will continue his undefeated streak and go 5-0. and Eric, 
Who's your first division? I'm going to go with the 98 degrees division. Uh, also a three and one versus a four zero team. The battle of the first place versus third place, and it's T Rosie forty four. Trey Rosemeyer. Who? Trey Rosemeyer. Who is Trey Rosemeyer versus Team Wedge, who I think I picked Wedge a couple weeks ago too, but continues to win four and zero. Um, I think he I goes did. to five. Wedge or Wedig? I don't know. I think it's Wedig. He's in our top ten. Eight Wedig. A very Wedding. common name in Southwest Wisconsin. Yeah, except for I've never heard of it. So, anyways, I think he probably goes five and zero um, as long as he can withstand a Justin Jefferson and uh, Saquon going off. But other than that, he, uh, Rose Meyer is starting two Browns, which is really depressing if you ask me. Um, he's going against Pat Mahomes, Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill, um, Melvin Gordon. So he's got the backup there, and then Chris Olave and Alan Lazard and his flexes, Zach Ertz and his tight end, who's been playing very well, but he's got Philly this week. But I think what Wet Egg goes five and zero here. Yeah, Jake, uh, what do you got? Boys to men, uh, I got our our number one power ranking uh, player Nate Rundy four and zero going against. Uh, team Kellware 78, no name. Uh, Kelly Ware. Kelly Ware. Kelly Ware, who's two and two. Uh, I, I see an upset here as long as Kelly Ware uh, maybe maybe changes the roster around. I, I see, you know, get Russell Wilson in there for Marcus Mariota. Um, get uh, Melvin Gordon in there for like, uh, what's it, Osborne in your flex spot. And Keenan Allen needs to play this week in order for you to have a chance. Get him in there in your flex spot, too, over uh, the Conklin that you have started. You know, your week last week was pretty rough, but get those guys in there. You got to play them. I know Russell Wilson. You don't have a lot of faith in him there. Get him in the roster. Melvin Gordon's number one back now. Keenan Allen hopefully will be be healthy. I, I, think you, I think you have the upper hand this week, even though Nate Rennie has Josh Allen. But other than that, I think you have the upper hand this week. Love it. All right, the Hanson division. I got a pair of one and three teams, and I chose this game because one of these teams are going to knock the other one out and put them in bad shape going one and four. So I have Tyler Timmerman at one and three versus P. Fred. Don't know who you are, P. Fred. Change your name. <laughs> P. Fred, he's got Mahomes. He's got CD. He's got Hawkinson. Not really that great. And then also, Timmerman, I love your team because you are starting, as of now, the GOAT, Zach Wilson. But you have Jonathan Taylor, who you really need to play. You got Melvin Gordon, who is going to be the number one guy. Both teams, not the greatest. Not the greatest at all, but what the hell do I know? I'm two and two. I can't. I can barely score 100 points. So, no, just a game of two teams that are not doing well so far and be interesting to see who basically puts the other one really behind the eight ball. Eric, what do you got? I'm in the one direction division here and it's going to be a couple three and one teams, Scott Howard versus Adam Kaiser. Um, Adam's team is pretty loaded. 
minus running back. If he can get some kind of production out of Cam Akers and Travis Etienne, who he starts at his running backs, which is pretty god-awful, he's got Kyler Murray, Cooper Cup, and Debo. And then he's got Romeo Dobbs, Chris Godwin, and Christian Kirk. And then I also saw that he's got Michael Thomas on his bench. So if Michael Thomas plays this week and is healthy, he, it's a pretty bad problem, or a pretty good problem, I should say, for him that he'd have to bench Romeo Dobbs, I would say. Um, but he's going up against Josh Allen. Scott Howard has Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, and Mike Evans. Besides that, yeah, I don't see a whole lot else there. So I'm not sure how you're 3-1, and one, but congratulations. And, uh, yeah, I, I see I see Adam pretty well walking away with this win. like it. Jake, what do you got? LFO. Uh, I got to a matchup between uh, Kyle Haas, who is one and three, and Kobe Zwiefelhofer, who is three and one. Uh, I, I feel like that was right. Zwiefelhofer. You're close. That's a normal name. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Just can't pronounce it. Fine. Uh, but anyways, I, I see Kyle Haas taking down uh, taking down three and one team this week. I, He's got – honestly, I think his team's better than his record is. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, that quarterback who hasn't played that well, but he's going against the Giants this week. They should be fine. Um, he's got two stud running backs, which a lot of teams can't say. He's got Saquon and Derrick Henry at his running backs. Um, his his flex is – I would change your flex a little bit if I were you. He's got Melvin Gordon on his bench. I'd put him in it for Claypool or, or – or Melvin Ingram, um, and I'd, I mean, hopefully Renfro play, plays. I'd put him in in your flex also, and I, I think you have the upper hand against against their um, that Cody's Cody's flex, which is uh, DJ Moore, Kobe, Kobe, Co- Kobe, Kobe flex, uh, DJ Moore. You obviously know know this this person, good friend of yours. Um, DJ Moore, Juju Schuster, and Damian Pierce. I, I don't think he's got a very strong flex. I, I think Kyle Haas gets the win this week. You'd like Kobe. He's a crazy guy. Jake, do you get nervous that when you're telling these guys how they should set their lineup, that you're going to tell them to take a guy out who's going to go off for 30 points, and then they're like, I knew I shouldn't have listened to that Jake. He's 0-4, no. and he's telling me who I should start. No regrets. <laughs> I really – you know what would be fun? If the listeners of the Megabowl would send us hate mail, I would love hate mail to get, like, just based on advice that we yeah. give them. Like, hey, you should start this guy instead of this guy. And I, I would that guy go off and just write us a lovely letter. I would like that. I would enjoy it. I wish I, I go all in on this stuff. Like, I am not. I'm not the kind of guy like I don't hesitate. I'm like all in or all out on stuff. If you don't like that, then don't listen. Because I'm either <laughs> all, all right. in. I'll, uh, I'm not gonna waffle. You are a waffle. Yeah, I'm not gonna are. waffle on this. All right. I have the Oton division. I have Parker, Dad Bod God, Jack Green versus Riley Cool. Parker is sitting at three and one, but he is hurting going into this week versus Riley Cool, who is two and two. Parker looked good on paper until week four because he lost Cordell Patterson. And Javante Williams. So now he's got to start Rex Burkhead. And yeah, that he doesn't have anybody on his bench that's going to help him. Justice Hill, 
Who's been getting play in time? Mac Hollins, who's Greg Dorsch. He's been all right. And then Riley, he's got Stafford. He's got Aaron Jones. He's got Jeff Wilson. He's got the best Bengals wide receiver in Jamar Chase. Riley, cool. I'm hoping for an upset for you, but I like Parker going in this week, even though he's hurting with with some of his running backs being out. But anytime you have Cooper Cup on your team or Patrick Mahomes, the odds are stacked against you. All right, who do you guys have for your last division? I got the Jonas Brothers division, and I'm going with an 0-4 team versus a 3-1 team. And I really want to highlight this team because they really suck. But this team, Tyler Doherty, and I just really want him to keep losing so I don't have to get the license plate. But he's got Russell Wilson, Najee Harris, and Tony Pollard, who aren't even startable anymore. Elijah Moore and Chase Claypool, Kyle Pitts. Um, Mike Williams and DK, I guess, are playable. But other than that, he might as well just bench his whole team because it's pretty terrible. He's going against Jonah Curley, who has got Jalen Hurts, CMC, Christian Kirk, and Michael Pittman, Mark Andrews, Cortland Sutton. I mean, he's a pretty pretty solid team there. So it's uh, Jonah Curley is going to really walk away with this one. And uh, Tyler, you might as well just uh, start cleaning off that license plate so you can uh, just pop that cover right on top. Ooh. I like it. All right, Jake, what's your final matchup? Um, the final, final division in sync. Final division, yep. Yep. Um, I, I, I have my own. Uh, so Mike Vondra, who's three and one, he is a high scorer last week uh, versus uh, Brandon Krantz. I, I'm just curious to see if Mike can keep up the good work. Uh, he's projected 152 points in sleeper, which is which is a lot. Um, his team, his team's getting hot and, uh, and just to kind of profile it, like Russell Wilson, I think he, I think he just keeps getting, getting better. Um, even though he's kind of struggled, he's got Eckler at running back. Um, Barkley has a second running back who, who's looked really good this year. Evans is back. Judy looks like he could kind of turn things around. Hawkinson had a big week. Robinson in uh, Jacksonville is the guy and, you know, kind of, kind of questionable the last two flex spots, but who doesn't, um, yeah, just, just mostly, uh, just watching this matchup just to see, just to see if he can keep up, keep it up. Yeah. All right. The final division for me, and this is the matchup of the week. This is in the backstreet boys division. This is the matchup of the week. And that is. The 0-4 Jake Smith versus the 0-4 Tyler Ames. One <laughs> of you guys have to get a win. I, you know what would be even more funny? If you guys somehow tied. That's what I'm praying for, a tie. <laughs> so you guys remain winless. But, Jake, I like you in this week. I hope you're going to stick with Trevor Lawrence against Houston. Jonathan Taylor, who knows if he's going to play. Killer Herbert, he's going to probably be the guy still. Pittman. Your boy Higgins. And then Tyler Hames. Ouch. You right now have Matthew Stafford against Dallas defense. Yeah, you have Eckler. Gabe Davis has been somewhat missing. Devonta Smith, you never know which game he's going to play in. You have Traylon Burks in your lineup. I know he's not going to play. Man, your team, though. Brutal. You're going to get Keenan if, Allen back. Keenan Allen plays. It, it changes things. Keenan Allen doesn't play. I mean, I, I don't see... I mean, it'd have to be some pretty bad luck for me to win, to lose this week, I guess. I hope there's some trash talking going on between you two. 
during the games this weekend. Pretty, is... pretty, pretty quiet um, from Tyler's side. Uh, I think he kind of knows what's going to happen in this matchup. I think it's pretty ine- inevitable that, uh, that he might he might struggle to even break 100 this week. To be honest with you. Ouch, Tyler. The challenge has been made. I'm hoping for a rebuttal on your end to Jake. Maybe it can be a Hulk Hogan style. Rebuttal? That team sounded pretty awful. I'd be surprised if he breaks 70. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's got Debo. I didn't mention him. He he's got Austin Eckler. He'll probably start Jarvis Landy this week if he had Elijah Mitchell but he's obviously out. He's got Keenan Allen who will probably come back. So yes, that's constructed right now. He, I'm sure he hasn't changed his lineup. Hopefully maybe he'll get somebody off the waiver wire that can potentially help him. But yeah, the battle of 0-4 is the guys right at the, right at the bottom. This is going to be a barn burner. That's it for our favorite divisional matchups for week five. Guys, do you have anything to say before we go off? No, no, I'm hey. really hoping to finally get on the board and uh, maybe get a win. I, yeah, I mean, you're on the board. Goal. You're just not on the board on the right side. I, I would rather not even be on the board. <laughs> hey, I, I did want to mention this, and I thought, I know you probably don't have the information in front of you. You want to make a quick plug about the beanbag tournament in case anybody forgot and didn't sign up that wanted to? Yeah, I guess because registration is actually due, I believe, next Saturday. Um, but I believe it's the 15th that registration is due. The tournament is on Saturday, October 22nd. It's at Five Flags in Dubuque, beanbag tournament. There's going to be raffle prizes. There's a brew fest right afterwards that's called the Tappening. If you want any information on any of it, it's all on Facebook, the Tri-State Bags Tournament or the Tappening. You can buy tickets right on Facebook. Um, it should be a good day, though. Weather's not going to affect it at all because it's all inside. So Derek and I will both be there. Jake will yep. only be there in spirit. So we'll probably drink enough for you. And then there's a brew fest afterwards. So bags and then beer after. Ain't nothing yep. better than that. You can drink while you're playing bags. Yeah, I plan to. Well, that's it for episode 10 of the Derek's Megable podcast. Thank you to those that continue to provide feedback and let us know that you're listening. Best of luck to everybody in week five. Hopefully we have less injuries to some key fantasy football players. That's it. Good luck. Until next time, as a good man or as a wise man once said, where do your mother? See you.